listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. everyone welcome to a new episode of the music podcast with dave and neil and for the first time in a couple of weeks we can actually say dave is with us i'm here i'm well, doing it welcome I'm back, doing the buddy. podcast uh i'm happy to be here yeah uh excited that i'm in the room back with my best friends yeah so <laughs> you, you mean you've been in la for a bit and we will riff on this in a second because we're yep. also joined by brisbane born la based conrad sewell hey buddy yes i feel oh. like the crowd should go wild we've been petitioning nice. for some yeah. time for a live audience <laughs> and michael uh of course the uh, our our best friend here at vienna people in, in uh, annandale uh just won't make it let it happen yeah i mean he's like there's no room dave yeah i mean we have like a poll where we're like just Audience members, if you want to be in the audience, just come give us a call and we uh, have no call so far. Yeah, well, so. let us know. Let us know if you want to be in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, welcome back to Australia, first of all. You've been here for like a month now, right? Yeah, almost, yeah. It was because uh, we had the had the voice on the 10th and then the Logies this, this week. So it was sort of like three weeks, like, do we just make it worth and, you know, put some promo in and maybe jump yeah. down to New Zealand and come back and then instead of going all the way back to LA and coming back for the Logies. So, mm. yeah. But it's, so it's great for me because I haven't been in one place for more than three weeks at a time. So it feels like I've got some, uh, you know, got to go to get some kind of schedule going, go to the gym and like, yeah. you know, get a, a cooked at home and stuff yeah. like that. So. It's like a little novelty nine to five situation. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, get to go to the office. <laughs> Not quite. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird as well because usually when, you know, we have guests in here, like they've got something like coming out tomorrow or it's just come out. You've had two new tracks that have been out for, what, two weeks now, I want to say? Um, yeah, not long yet about that. Yeah. Guess, yeah. How's the reaction been so far? It's been great. You know, we're, it's uh, top five on iTunes and the radio's been bumping it and Spotify's been supporting it and... You know, it's one of those things I haven't put out music in two years. So mm. it was very, um, and I had some success back with the Kygo song and with starting in my song and, you know, you never know what to expect. And um, as any other artist is, I'm very insecure. And when I put music <laughs> out, I worry that it's good enough or that it, people like it. And, you know, so I feel good about it. You know, it's always nice. I've, Today I heard it three times on the radio, so I can't be nice. doing something right. What yeah. is the general feel? Because I mean, we had presets in here a couple of weeks ago, and they, mm. they were doing press the day of the album being out. So mm. imagine you're putting all this work and time and emotion into it, and like once it's officially like, what do you do? Do you sit by the phone and just wait for people to just to text you <laughs> like, like by the radio? Great like, song, mm. Conrad. Like, is what? Well, you it depends if you're signed to a label. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, yeah, you obviously you have a press run, you know, sorted out and. But it's hard, you know, you got to, these days there's so many different outlets that you've got to hit and so many different ways it can pop off, mm. for lack of a better word, you know what I mean? Like, And so you just got to kind of do it all and hope that people talk. And for me, uh, you know, I love playing live and I think the live show is my best thing that I have to give, you know what I mean? So for me, I said to my management and my team, I just want to play as many shows as possible So because I think people get something different when they come to a show um, mm -hmm. to when they hear the record. So... You know, I kind of want to do it the old school way, you know what I mean? Where we just word of mouth spreads, even though the internet's obviously a lot easier. But <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I'm ever going to be one of those cool Spotify artists that just like kind of bubble and then like all of a sudden get a mad streaming song. Although I did have one of the most streamed songs <laughs> on the planet with Firestone. I sound like such a cockhead then. I love so that. I guess, I guess I'm but, a cool streaming artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I mean, that was Ky Kygo's a cool streaming artist. You know what I mean? He popped sure. off because of that. I'm not mm -hmm. that. I'm a soulful pop artist with a big voice. So I'm going to 
you know, people are going to find out about me probably through coming to see a show or hearing it on the radio and stuff like that. And I, and I get that and I'm not ashamed of that. Um, but yeah, it's, you never know where people are going to find it and you just, you go on these big press runs to try and push it out there. So, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's like you're just dying to get back on the on the stage, right? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's you do a lot of talking, and you know, you just want to really be singing it. Um, yeah, talking about it, and you just want to be singing it. Singing Have it. you um, considered singing your way through interviews instead, just being like, "Well, I could tell you the answer <laughs> song, or I could sing you the answer to this song"? As a possibility. Oh, I just had that moment from that thing you do in my head when he's like, "I quit, <laughs> <laughs> I quit." <laughs> Um, yeah, totally. I could do that. Be a waste of my vocal ability. But, yeah. um, but yeah. <laughs> you're, so you're heading back to LA next week, right? Do yes. you have shows lined up or are you just doing more press there and then coming back? I'm doing September? a little bit of press. Um, cause we haven't really like, like I, as soon as we put the records out, we came straight to Australia cause we're sort of starting it here. Sure. Mm. Um, you know, it makes sense. I'm from here and, um, but when we get back, we'll do sort of the U S version of this. Yeah. Um, so hit all the press stuff that we need to do. And then. September, I do the Australian tour and straight off the back of that, we go into the US tour. So right. the, t- the show that we're putting on in Australia is the show that we're taking to America, right. which is like a small, intimate, um, you know, just me sort of singing the songs and telling the stories as, as stripped back as we can do. Like I'm just doing a piano and a guitar set up so that the songs can really like resonate with everyone mm. and then come up and blow the stadiums down yeah, later on. You know? Cool. How do you how do you sort of make those make those calls? Like obviously, you know, you work all this time on on yeah. new music, and then you go now we need to translate this to a live set. Yeah. Like, how do you sort of creatively make those calls about how you're going to approach? Well, it? I have my my MD, uh, my guitarist is my best mate, and we sort of make the decisions together on how we're going <clears> to <throat> set the band up. But the the thing about this record that I'm putting out is is so it's so stripped back already. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just pianos and and the thing is there's choirs on like every single song. So that's the thing we've had to sort of put, I can't take a choir with me everywhere. One, because I'm not making that much money yet. And two, who wants to get along with 10 people on the road? You know what I mean? So I'm just going to take, possibly just take two and put the choir through tracks. But, um, yes, but I wanted to like, all the songs are pretty stripped as they are. So like you can do it in a real small acoustic setting, but then you could also build them up and make them like, you know, a big sort of arena thing. So, Yeah. It's going to be fun though. I think it's going to be, um, the show is going to be really intimate and I'm looking forward to them. What was it like working with the the choirs when you're actually recording it all? It was great, man. I, I found this gospel um, Baptist choir in um, in Long Beach in California and they're like, you know, the real deal, like real church singers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, cause it's hard cause when you get choir, sometimes it's crazy expensive cause you have to get like union in America. They have like these unions and you have to pay for certain fees to get choir. So mm. I got my choir like bootleg style um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, they become amazing and like they, you know, they were in the video, they're in the video clip, which we're dropping this week and, yeah. um, I'm putting them on like every single song on the record. So, mm. um, How yeah, many members really in cool. choir? there's 12 in this one, but you can be, I, I've sort of like, we'll build it up or strip it down. Like. Like with six voices, it sounds great. You know what I mean? Like it sounds yeah. very full with just six, but um, obviously the more the better, mm. the more the merrier. It's kind of a cool idea to sort of like, you know, even at the recording music making yeah. part, you're building this sort of community around yeah, totally. around the music. Like how how involved, like are they sort of coming in and, and doing a, a day's work or are they? Yeah, it's more of a day's 
like, because when we write the song, when I write the songs, I stack up a choir by myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I put like 50 Conrads on the, on the track yeah. and I just do all the harmonies myself. Which, is there a version and... of that coming out? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the demos, because all, all the demos sound like there's a choir on it. Sure. Yeah. You, like to the unknown ear, you probably wouldn't know the difference until, well, actually you would. And then, you would <laughs> and then on top of that, you stack 12 big black women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it sounds incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But for me, it was like a dream come true because I like, I love gospel music and I love, I love, I grew up in the church as well, you know, so like I'd love, but I grew up in like a Catholic, like Brisbane church. I sure. grew up in, the, yeah. in a gospel church. So when they sing, it's just like, oh man, it just, it just lights up the whole room and like, mm. it sounds so incredible. So like I had a small ear to ear when we recorded. Is, it, is there a pressure to remember everyone's name? Because I mean, like you're meaning these so people, much, and I'm so shit deal. with names. I, I, no way. I like. I forget. Like I don't even. Mike. Is it Michael or Mick? Is it Michael? You know his name. That's no, Michael. You know. Yeah, Michael's a good guy. It's Michael. But I mean, like, are, like are these are these people that kind of like just came on to record, and like that's kind of like business done, or like a no. Nah, like... I mean, yeah, kind of. But oh, uh, that was the first time we met them. That was, was so sweet. And one of the girls was like. She's like, oh, Conrad, pay my rent this week and all this stuff like that. And like, but then I, we brought them to the video and they're all like yeah. so stoked to be there. They were like, you know, Snapchatting themselves yeah. being like, we all yeah. said the Conrad video and all this yeah. stuff. And like, they're just like, they were so happy to be there singing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so now they're, they're my fam. I'm yeah. bringing them there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tell us about this video, man. So it's, it's coming out this week. Uh, this week, yeah. I think uh, Thursday it's coming out. And it just, the thing is... We kind of fucked up, to be honest, because we, <laughs> we spent all the budget on Come Clean, which is not the single. <laughs> so yeah. the Come Clean video was like a $50,000 video where we flipped two cars in downtown LA, this big movie story plot. Yeah. And then Healing Hands becomes a single that everyone wants to push. And we're like, shit, we don't have enough money to put another video out. So people are going to be pissed when they hear I said <laughs> That's that. That's Anyway, though, right? doesn't matter. I'm an open book. Um... But anyway, we still managed to scrape enough funds together to make a great video for Healing Hands. And it's sure, more yeah. it's more sort of like the behind the scenes of what a music video would look like. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. as if it, the gag is like you see the cameras behind it mm. and you see the yeah. people following me and you see all that. And then it ends on this beautiful rooftop, like sun setting and all the choir. I run up and burst into the thing and all the yeah. choirs, they're singing and we do it a cappella at the end. And yeah, right. it's like a big up. The, the Come Clean video is you know, you pretty much want to kill yourself after you see it. And then <laughs> healing hands, you will want to be coming back to life. So just like watch them directly back to back. Yes, yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't watch them the other way around. <laughs> to get the full Conrad experience. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of is like that, you know, Come Clean, I was in, is, I'm in a dark place in that song and, and healing hands is more of an uplifting, like I'm still in that dark place, but I'm, you know, I'm appreciating the people around me that are helping me and I'm trying to change. And that's sort of, you know, so the video is kind of, resemble that mm. i mean what's right about the new music as well is that you know you like you just said before you're like an open book with this like mm. you even the, some of the quotes have just seen like that you said like you know you've never used the word cocaine in a song before mm. um writing this having to go through that again was that a difficult process or was it like a, a good thing for you yeah, it wasn't that it was difficult i just didn't think that people would accept it or like mm. not and when i say people i mean you you guys i mean or fans i mean the label and like management and people like that like they'd be like well it's just not going to fly you know what i mean like mm. you're not that artist or like you can't say that or whatever but it was the complete opposite you know what i mean like i think at the same time i was you know you think you know everything sometimes and you just don't mm. and i was thinking that oh that's a two it's either like 
too on the point. Like you can't say it's too specific. But at the end of the day, if it sounds like the truth, and or like if you know if it feels the truth, and the way I sing it is the truth, then that'll you know that'll hit people in the heart. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what you you know what you're saying. And mm. that was the story with Come Clean. I played it for the head of the label, and he was like, you know, I don't really care if it's a hit or not. It's it's the truth, and I want the label to stand behind the truth, and mm. you you know that's what we're going with. Yeah, right. So that was nice. To it was refreshing to hear mm. an A and R say that. You know what I mean? Because most of the, they usually don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> was I mean like obviously you know the the subject matter you're you're touching on with mm. this new album a lot of it's I mean it's all self uh, autobiographical yeah um was there a catharsis in in writing it or was like I mean we talk about like the idea of like art as as like therapy yeah, or like exactly. art as like you know putting it out there was that an element of of writing this for you or um I think it, I mean hundred percent yeah um without you knowing it do you know what I mean like. Sure. You know, I, living in LA, I was writing songs every day, and I was trying to write this this perfect album for everyone around me. And and then you have days where you just write something for yourself, and those are the ones that ended up on this record. Mm. You know what I mean? So it definitely became like a therapy, and you know, not like a therapy. That sounds cheesy, but like it was just it became a it becomes something you're proud of, and more so when you sing them later on. You know what I mean? That's when mm. it really hits home for me when I'm like. I'm seeing it and I see someone's reaction to it. And then I'm like, yeah, now I've done my job. And it, that's but that's when I really get the feeling that it hits home. Yeah. yeah. It's the truthful stuff that connects. And um, the end of that sentence was just uh, punctuated by the air fresher <laughs> in the room. All this <laughs> like, was like, the speakers on. <laughs> Didn't quite know what was yeah. happening. To be um, you were on the project, was it last week? Yes. Yeah. And there was a little thing you mentioned, which was really cool. Well, not cool, but like really interesting that you kind of said like an example of one of those times you talked about was that, you had a massive night and you had a, a gig on at Madison Square Garden the mm. next day. And you said you, that's when you realized you kind of needed to, to rein it in a bit. Was, is that a, just a, a case of your attitude? Are you surrounded by yes men who just want to hang around you because you're um, Conrad's all? Like what? Not really. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the guy. I am the yes man. <laughs> I'm the person that, you know, brings the party to the table, so yeah. to speak. So like if I'm not partying, no one really wants to. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and I was just doing it too much. I mean, I also don't have an off button. So, you know, that night I went all, I'd been out the night before, you know, I hadn't slept in like 48 hours Mm. and I was supposed to perform and I was still fucked up to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and they were just trying to sober me up and I was just out of it. And that, that, that's happened a few times, you know what I mean? And where I put, I mean, obviously that was a bigger example because it's like, Mm. you know, one of my dream gigs and ruining that, but well, I didn't end up ruining it. I actually got through it, but when you start to, you know, mess with fate like that and you start to fuck with your gift that you've been given and you, and everyone around you can see it, that's when, you know, I was like, shit, I got to rein it in. So mm. that's what I've done, I guess. Mm. Was that sort of an, an immediate sort of way? No, nah, I mean, call? it's a battle. I'm still struggling with it, man. I mean, you name it, I've tried it, mm. you know, um, and I'm still struggling with it. I'm, I'm in a good place right now. But it's it's an ongoing thing, you know. What I mean, it's something I have mm. to think about. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not blessed with the ability to, to, just go out and have a couple of beers and and be cool with it. Mm. I've, you know, I've I haven't done that my whole life. You know what I mean, like that's not. I don't really think like that. Mm. My brain thinks, let's have a couple of beers and then go for five days straight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's not normal for a person's brain. So yeah. I have to um. 
to change my outlook. <laughs> how, I mean, how, how does stuff like fame and, and music come into that? Because, you know, like just thinking of people off the cuff, someone like Bieber, mm. who had that period of time where he's telling cops to fuck off, he's getting speeding fines, yeah. he's egging people's houses. Is it just one of those things where once you kind of get into it, you need something to get you out of it or you're just going to keep going? I mean, maybe for some people, I can't, I can't comment on what he was going through. Mm. I think that, I think that artists tend to, to, you know, lean towards drugs and alcohol as a release or whatever because of pressure and things like that and just an escape. But, um, yeah, it's, I'm lucky. I, I feel like I didn't get into any trouble. You know, luckily you know, they say with that, you either end up in jail or dead mm. or whatever. And mm. I, that's the thing for me. Things never got that bad. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why I still like, oh, can I have a drink or not? But like, it's like, what's your version of that bad? You know what I mean? Is blacking yeah. out before you play Madison Square Garden that bad? Yes, it is. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. It's, Do rock, you remember it's, rock, it's rock and roll. Do you remember the gig? But, what? Did you remember the gig? I remember part of the gig, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember the pre... I had to play the pre-show and that's when I was really fucked up. Yeah. yeah the pre-show sure. was like at 3 p.m. And... um. I was literally had almost lost the ability to sing. Like yeah, right. my guitarist, yeah, wow. he doesn't really say this to me. And I, that's the thing. I can usually sing through anything. You know what I mean? Like I can, I, I grew up singing in pubs where I would be pretty much drunk while I was singing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I got this. <laughs> that day yeah. was probably one of the only days I did not have <laughs> I did not got this. Yeah. It was like, and Matt just looked at me and he was like, yo, you got to fucking pull it together. Yeah. Um, but I did pull it together, and by the time I got to the actual arena, I was I was fine. But right. yeah. but um, but it was that's scary. You know what I mean? Like that's mm. and that's not what I want to be known for, and that's not what I'm about as a person. Mm. It was just you know that shit can change you, and mm. it can, yeah. and it, I don't like the person that it, it you know was making me. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I think I think it's you know it's exciting. I think, imagine for a lot of your your fans to to think that you have been so honest with with this album mm. and and with the music and the way you're sort of talking about it. It's probably, you know, I know I know we kind of call the idea of, of therapy kind of cheesy, but like, you know, it's it seems to me like these sort of true stories are the, mm. are the most valuable and useful to people, you know? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think these days people are, are pretty onto it with real stuff, you know what I mean? Like mm. people can see through it. So, you know, I feel good about it. I hope it doesn't overshadow everything and become like a thing because, you know, that's annoying as well, but. Mm. Um, I hope that people, I mean, just listen to the music and I hope that feels, affects people and I hope people love that and, you know, and I can just get to continue to make music and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll change and I'll be singing a different song in a couple of years, you know what I mean? Mm. But right now this is the song I'm singing and this is what I'm going through and I'm just sharing it with people so that I feel like I can, you know, talk, mm. be honest. So, I mean, uh, obviously this is the question people hate to get after they're just about to release music, but um, are you already thinking about, about the next thing or is the next thing the tour? Um, no, we've definitely already... Th I have two albums ready to go. So, like, I have sure. the album that we're going to put out just before the tour and then we have a, a second album, which I'll still write towards, but... Um, and they're just, like, extension of another. Like, you know, I went away for a long time, so I have mm. bucket loads of songs and... Are um, they complimentary? Yeah, definitely. This one is just more, like I said at the beginning, like this, the first thing we're putting out is very stripped. You know, it's cool, come clean. It's like my, me telling everyone what was going on with pianos and strings and just my voice bang right in the fucking middle mm -hmm. and occasional choirs. And then, you know, the next we can build on it and there's more production and like you thingy, you know, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the focus. The shows obviously are the focus and just, I feel like I'm starting again, you know, really, really like, mm. and just building the fan base 
from the bottom again because I was gone for a minute. So, mm. which I'm yeah. cool with, you know what I mean? Like this, this is the music that I want to be building it on. Yeah. Was there still plenty of stuff you were learning? I mean, like when we go back to that time, you were touring with people like Ed Sheeran and Maroon mm. 5 and, you know, <coughs> obviously you worked with Cargo and yeah, yeah. you did the song with Avicii. Like, yeah. are there things you still pick up that you're still working on or working with? Yeah. I mean, you always, you always learn from, from, you learn from everyone around you in life, obviously. And when you work with great artists, you know, it's more for me, it's more, you, they inspire, you know, I've been inspired, by, I was inspired by Ed, watching Ed every night um, on a live sense and mm. his songwriting ability is incredible, obviously, as well. Um, and Ed, I was inspired by, like, his live show. I thought that was incredible. Avicii was his hard work and, like, Avicii wasn't, like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of DJs that, like, just are DJs, you know what I mean? And, like, a drop for them will be, like, done it like yo i'm gonna make 15 drops in tonight you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. i'm gonna make 15 tracks tonight you pick the best one <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's just all bullshit where avici was like you know put so much effort into the music and like that's why his shit sounded so f- fire you know what i mean and yeah. kygo's the same kygo you know kygo had the opportunity to do has the opportunity to do remixes and stuff like that for anybody but he just won't do it mm. unless he hears it like coldplay you two wanted Kygo to do a uh, remix of their song. He didn't do it because he couldn't hear it. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't hear the piano line that he needs to put into the song, he just won't do it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other people would be like, fuck yeah, I'll do a remix yeah. for you two. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I think there's a certain caliber and, um, you know, that's kind of what you, what I took from working with great artists. Mm. Um, that's what inspired me, I guess. Did that answer the question? Perfectly. Yeah. I mean, just that idea of sort of 10 of out of 10, mate. Being able to say no or, or when, yeah, when you like don't having feel... like a, a bar for yourself. And you yeah. know, I've always had that myself even as well. Do you know what I mean? Like where mm. I set myself a, a certain standard that I want to be at. Apart from that night at Madison Square Garden, obviously. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like just pushing the envelope and being like, you know, being on the forefront and trying to be the best. Because yeah. uh, you know I'm competitive with that, and that's the other thing working with great people. Like, you know, I was I was competitive with with Ed and people like that. Like in, in my mind, I, I'm I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna sing just as good as you that night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So what what's the I mean competitive boy? What's the goal? Like where, where's what's the dream? I mean, do you set goals for yourself is, like that? Like yeah, the dream. Well, I mean, I've always had massive. My goals is to fucking rule the world. I want <laughs> yeah. every. You know, I want. I want that picture, the same picture as Michael Jackson and Bruno has with eight Grammys on the one night and I want a stadium tour for the rest of my life. But that's not up to me. It's up to everybody else. You know what I mean? I sing Mm. my ass off every time I touch a microphone. That's all I can do. And I write songs that that mean something to me and and it's the truth. And I try and write hit songs so that they, you know, reach as many people as possible. But it hasn't happened yet. But um, I'm, I really hope it does because mm. that would, at least I think that's what would give me, maybe that, I think that's what happiness is for me. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else. Maybe I'll find it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, At the moment, step, that's what I think it is. First step, get the crazy success. And then if it makes you happy, you found it. But well, you know what? You singing happy. makes me happy. You know, entertaining <laughs> people makes me happy. That's why I do what I do. So in saying that, I want all that. And that's like, you know, you always want the next thing. Like, you know, I got an aria. Now I want a Grammy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I will be just happy if I can play shows for the rest of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whether that's to a thousand people or a hundred thousand people. Sure. Um, as long as I get to entertain, then I will 
be happy. So talking about the these tours coming up, so we know it's going to be more stripped back, a bit more, um, you know... Uh, intimate. Intimate performances. But you do have this this backlog, this sort of catalogue of music outside of the music you're going to be releasing. Mm-hmm. Will people that come out to the gigs also get a taste of the stuff that hasn't been released yet? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I always like to throw in a couple new ones anyway. And... You know, it's just like, it's fun to mix things up. At this point in the in my career, you know what I mean? Like people are coming, they only know a few songs here and there anyway. Yep. So it's like, I might as well give them a taste of what's to come and, you know, yeah. kind of also let them into let them into my world of music and like to stuff. You know, I eventually want to write some real soulful stuff, you know what I mean? And like, you know, some like Raphael Sadiq kind of vibes and like let people into that so they can know that, that there's that side of me as well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How much, like when you when you throw out a, a song that hasn't been released yet, how much of of that live performance element is experimentation? Like, how much of it is figuring? How much do you ever figure out songs whilst they're on stage? Oh man, I'm the king of improvisation. I never, I don't remember how shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I should, but yeah. um, and I think great people do. But for for me, that. The art of improvisation is half the fun of it for me. Sure. Yeah. And sure. I like if you ever watch any of my shows or any of my performances online or anything like that, I pretty much sing the song differently every single time, mm. with slight variations. You know what I mean? Because one, it's boring for me to sing it the same way, and like people that I grew up watching, I was used to just love when they would flip it up. You know what I mean? Like acoustically and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was that was my favorite thing to watch. Not yeah. listening to the record that I'd heard a million times. You know what I mean? I'd like mm. to go back and find acoustic performances where like did a different run and like yeah. all that stuff. So, and I just naturally do that. I can't do it the other way. Like if you tell me to stand in one place, like to be like, you've got to be here by the bridge of this song. Like sometimes you have to do that for like That's X, pressure. X factor and stuff like that. To me, I'm like, shit, I got to be there yeah. by yeah. the bridge. <laughs> like, yeah. How the hell am I going to remember that? I've only got two brain cells. Is there a lot One of, is for singing. <laughs> on, on shows like The Voice, is there a lot of choreographer? We need you here. Well, this camera. Not anymore this for me because they know I'm dumb and I don't remember <laughs> it. So, but like even The Voice, I had to do like one thing, like walk off this little platform and walk to the front of the stage and walk back. And I swear to God, it was like the hardest thing in the world. I don't know how Beyonce does it. Like <laughs> doing this, like seeing what she does. So, but you know, I move around on stage like in that case, but yeah. it's just not planned. I just yeah. have to feel the moment. And, you know, I think that's what part of being a great entertainer is as well. Like, I feel like you have to be able to walk into a room, know your crowd and like know what song you need to play next, you know, know what, what how much you should be dancing and how much you shouldn't be <laughs> yeah you know know when to grab the mic stand when to put the mic stand down sure or if you even need a mic stand you know what i mean like just little yeah. things that seem so small that show that guy knows what he's doing he feels comfortable up there like for me it's so obvious when i watch someone if they're if they're a born entertainer yeah so we probably shouldn't expect any group choreograph like choreographed dance anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> unless i make it up on the spot <laughs> Boys and we're going to <laughs> that. You, you watch the voice and like every time they pan across stage and like the performer just like suddenly knows the camera's there. I'm like, that motherfucker knew before. You. <laughs> yeah. This is not improv. They knew. Yeah. They knew when to look at They knew. They're looking yeah. for the red lights. But no, that's, that's really <laughs> rad, man. Um, I mean, so yeah, you're going, so you're kind of going back and forth. You're here right now. You're going back home. Oh, yeah, US. going back to LA. You're coming back to Australia and then going back to America. Back to tour. America. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got to fit England in between there as well. And, mm. and, um, hoping to do a little riding trip to Sweden by the end of the year, but it's all just sort of playing it by ear. I mean, it depends of the success on the records and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I'm just sort of, you know, keep chasing it. 
Yeah. What is a what does a riding trip in Sweden look like? I've done many of them. They're pretty fucking boring, to be honest. But um, why Sweden? Yeah, why? So that's why. Well, why my Sweden? publisher's in Sweden, and no. I. There's just a lot of great songwriters in Sweden. Like you know, I don't know if you know that, but like Max Martin and like a bunch of pop gods live there. I think the singer of Bachelor Girl also lives in Sweden. She does, which yes. is good. Yeah, she does. I know her actually. <laughs> oh, do you? Um, yeah. She. Um, they. Yeah, it's like it's a home. For, it's like a very creative hub for songwriters. Right. Um, it was creative hub in general, obviously. Um, and I first I went there when I was like 19 and sort of learned a lot and met a lot of people and. Um, it's a great place to just go and write songs. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, um, we really hope you don't get eaten by a bear. I assume <laughs> that's what happens in Sweden. Um, that's all I really know, and it's cold. Yeah, it is it's very snow, cold. Apparently. Is that the one with the aurora borealis, or is that further north? Is that Sweden that has that? I'm not gonna um, know what that is. Like the Northern Lights? No, no, that's uh, I had checked no, out. no. That's the the Northern Lights that's is like North, North Pole, right? I thought it was like. I, I think there, are, I think there is like a oh, like a island. Scandinavian country you can hang out with and check it out, like Norway. Oh uh, yeah, Finland, maybe Finland, Finland. Yeah. Finland probably yeah. Finland. Yeah, I reckon Finland. That whole yeah. part of the world is very, um, you know. Have you ever special. ridden Finland? <laughs> I've been to Finland. I've been to all that because Cargo's from Norway, so we did a lot of, and like like I said, my band, my first band I was ever in, we were signed in Germany, so we did like Germany, Finland, Sweden. Right. Yeah, that, that part of the world was where we live for like a year and a half. Yeah. So I know it all too well. The cold and the the blondes and the Vikings and yeah, the, yeah. the Swedish meatballs and yeah. Ikea and Spotify. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's good, right? I, I, love, you, I love all of those uh, things. Yeah. I need to go to Sweden. <laughs> were you in, you were at Tomorrowland earlier this year, right? Which is in Belgium? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about before as far as improv mm. and, you know, you had residencies in Vegas and Ibiza. Yeah. I imagine there's not a lot of prep work into that. It's just go on stage and fucking sing, right? Yeah, Let the well, people Ibiza dance. was like, try and stay alive and to get to stage. And, yeah. And just sing. <laughs> I, can't, like, I can't imagine, like, having a residency in those places is easy. It's like, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Ibiza is... Well, if all Vegas, like, I remember, I'm, like, I'm talking to people, like, going to Vegas for a holiday. Like, yeah, well, you can't do more than five days, man, or you'll die. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's human tough, nature man. have had a Vegas residency for, like, four it, years. It's tough, but, you know, you get taken care of and stuff like that. And I find, like, a lot of people, like, Kyrie doesn't drink that much, so it's like... You know, you fly, you get private jetted in, you get there, someone's waiting with two nice cars to take you to your suite, you get there, you eat, you go on stage, you go back to your beautiful suite, you order room service, you go back to the jet and fly back to LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like an hour a day for fucking a hundred grand. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Do you ever like you know fuck mean? around with the rider when you know you can get <laughs> They ain't complaining. <laughs> <laughs> like now that, you know, when you know that there's going to be the fancy cars and the and the fancy, you know, Learjet or whatever. Oh, now they're, also... they're not there for me, they're for cargo. So I ain't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, luckily I get to ride his coattails and get to go in the, like on the planes putting... in the cars as well. But yeah. this goes back, yeah. So, guys, we need to figure out how to get my name out there so I can get some jets and some cars. Yeah. Um, can I get on that? How do yeah. I be a musician? Can you get a plus one? <laughs> yeah. can, I mean, you're a plus one of cargo, but can we be plus ones, plus twos? Yeah, plus twos. well, I mean, I don't know. His manager's a bit of a dick. He might not like you, let you yeah. guys, but, you know, you never know. Just, just <laughs> Kidding, Miles. I love you. <laughs> Well, I remember we um like he doesn't like he doesn't let anyone on his planes. You know what I mean? They they keep a low, they Look, keep I'll a get, small I'll get, circle. I'll get the bus. I'll meet you there. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> we'll be, bus all the way. But I remember, I remember years ago we like we fucking interviewed like little John who was in the country, yeah. and we must have just got him like on a day where he was just tired because I, we kind of like just joked about the party and stuff. He's like, there are days where I don't want to party. All my songs are about drinking and dancing, and some days I just want to go to bed. <laughs> That's I'm the like, best. I'm like John. You know yeah. we're recording, right? He's like, I know, man, but. 
everyone thinks I just want to drink all the time and I don't. I love like, that. I just want to sleep. I had to ask the publicist, like, are we cool to publish that? And she's like, I guess. Imagine That's amazing. Like but it's true though. People always expect you to be on, especially in the DJ world. You have world. to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, especially in the DJ world. Like you think about Ibiza, how nuts it is. And people are there in Ibiza to do one thing and that's fucking party. Yeah, and, yeah. And fucking throw their hands in. And so like, you're doing it every night. You're there. Every every weekend you got to fly back in town. Like I did at the Ibiza trip with my boys. We partied all week, almost died. And Sunday night I had to play. And then they went home and back to normal life. Mm. But I had to stay the whole week and do it all again. You know what yeah. I mean? And like yeah. I, my liver is failing and I'm dying and they're going home to normal life. And it's like, but this is my job. Do you know what I mean? So like that's that's you why that's day. why you got to that's why I had to stop it. And that's yeah. why you have to kind of take care of yourself. Mm. What if you're someone who just doesn't drink but really likes to dance? Like if you got to go to Ibiza, like you know, they're nice that's tennis the courts to visit during the day. Maybe like what do oh, you do? Ibiza is like beautiful. Beaches, if you right? want to do, I mean, you could, if you were sober and thingy, like there's beautiful islands. You can take a boat out to like Fomentera and like mm. great restaurants. Mm. And you know, it's a beautiful island. And there's a whole other side of the island which is like very like. Um, sort of like earthy and like cool markets and like very like, um, you know, like Byron Bay almost. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, yeah. So I just feel like every cool. single time I pitched to Neil that we should do the podcast live from from somewhere around the world, whether it's Ibiza or <laughs> you know, um, Ibiza or somewhere else. You know, it's always oh, there's no money, there's no. But resources. can you can you imagine like just two dickheads with microphones in the middle of a crowd at a nightclub? Just going, oh, we're here, here. Like no one cares. It would be. It'd be uh, an nightmare. unintelligible episode. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be a fucking yeah. nightmare. Like there were festivals and stuff like that. I think it's a good idea. But yeah. Ibiza, nobody yeah. cares. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even singing at Ibiza is really pointless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm sure I was uh, good enough to let me sing, but like, really, no, no one even wants to hear a voice. They just want to hear that. Yeah. And Tomorrowland as well. Didn't they like fucking Cirque du Soleil is happening like above you around you? I mean, we did, we did. what was it, in Miami? Uh, Miami Music Week Ultra yeah. uh, Ultra, Ultra yeah, in yeah, Miami yeah. with Armin Van Buren and it was like I just put that Armin song out but it's Armin's like trance music you mm. know what I mean so like and it, we didn't do the real version of the song we did like a trance version <laughs> of the song for the for the fans because everyone was just there to get buckled yeah and <laughs> Like, so there's just this massive drop and then like I sing like one verse I'm like well, <laughs> I'm really not needed here I don't know why I'm doing this <laughs> anyway Good well, times. Yeah. Good. It's a, what, a, what a fun little, <laughs> what a fun time you've sound like you've had. That's yeah, a, man. I've had a, a good run, you know. Yeah. I've had a good good life through music and I yeah. hope it continues. Good. You know, well, we just need to get some jets and we'll be good. Yeah. We're, we're looking forward to um, to hearing more music, to, um, <laughs> to seeing you when you are, when you're live back in Australia in September. Yeah, September, September. I know. 5th, 6th and 7th. Yeah. 6th, 7th and 8th. I know, yeah. I know you didn't promise this, but I'm going to say you promised this and you're back in September and I'm going to call you and be like, hey, come right out about those jets. And you go, ha, good joke. And I'll say, no, seriously, it was a fucking jet. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. So yeah, just so, yeah, transparency. Yes. We're going to be yeah, riding jets way. with you when you come back. Confirmed, <laughs> locked in. Um, come on, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on the guys. Show, Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Cheers.